This is Movie Hopping for Thursday, August 16th, 2018. Talking movies with my pal across the table from me. Or should I say, my brother across the table from me. Go fuck yourself. It's Adam Hall. How you doing, Nico? We missed each other. We have. We were just talking about this. It was you. You, you described this as uh, <coughs> you were going through withdrawals, and right now you're getting your fix. I am. I'm getting my. I'm getting my fix right now. <laughs> we're sneaking off to the bathroom together. We do that regularly, anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we powder our noses, but not in the makeup way. No, I've. All, I always thought it was cocaine. Okay, I've all. I, b- I before. It, before I knew, you always thought what was cocaine. When someone says I'm going to powder my nose, oh, for the long, I, I it wasn't like oh. T- in my head, I was like, oh, they're going to do coke. And when you I, were ten years old, you thought that meant doing coke. I never heard it when I was ten. I heard it in uh, Pulp Fiction for the first time. Oh, and then she goes and she snorts cocaine. I was like, okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, you didn't think anything. Exactly. You watched Pulp Fiction too early in your life, and so therefore. Your adult education is the films of Quentin Tarantino. Is that not a good source of education? Though? No, it's not. I mean, come on. It's not, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Inglorious Bastards is like the most historically accurate war film. Yeah, I wouldn't ever like. Made, I wouldn't though. like base my entire livelihood on Tarantino, even though, believe me, I've tried. <laughs> you tried and you failed miserably. I've tried. I've tried to do it. I like this though. I like how we're starting off with Tarantino because it will segue nicely into what we are g- going to talk about. I don't like what you just said there. I don't I don't like where this is going on. <laughs> what already. do you mean? I'm not into the because I know how you felt about Black Klansmen. Um and uh, I, I don't like that you're comparing that film to any work of Quentin Tarantino. Well, I, n- no, 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 no. It's I'm I'm referring to uh, another film by Mr. Tarantino called Django Unchained. Right. And what? How that film affected his relationship with a certain director of Black Klansmen? Right. Yes. yes, they do not like each no. other. Oh boy, it's kind of great. It's kind of one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like Tarantino feels that strongly about Spike Lee. No. Um, but, I mean, Spike Lee has never been one to pull punches. Like, when he is pissed at a, another person in Hollywood, he will let them know about it. True. He'll let America know when he's pissed at anybody, really. I mean, that's the thing about Spike Lee. You think he's a happy guy? Uh, I mean, he's made plenty of commercials with him sitting around eating, like, like chips and watching football with Sam Jackson and Magic Johnson and shit. Not Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley. You Is that who? Oh, it was. And they all look the same to me. There, I Fuck. said it. Stop. <laughs> they all look the same to me. Okay. Fucking, I hate that. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was Magic Johnson for some reason. Okay, well, it's not. Um, when was the last time you watched a Spike Lee movie and thought this guy's really like happy right now? Like he's having a good time? Like it just feels like every movie he does, uh, it, it uh, this, is a, this is a bad thing to say, I guess. It always feels like he has to, a bone to pick. And I'm not saying like the bones that he has to pick are bad bones. But I just feel like I, I'd like the guy to unwind and just make Inside Man again. Inside Man's my favorite Spike Lee film. Yeah, it's not mine, <laughs> Wait, what, but name? I get what you're saying. I mean, Do the Right Thing's my favorite. Okay. Uh, I also think, like, She's Gotta Have It, his first movie, I, which is a romantic I, comedy, I is that. criminally underrated. Okay. I really like that movie. I like Do the Right Thing. I like it a lot, actually. I'm, I'm, the ending gets confusing for me. Yeah. Very confusing. And I mean, maybe that's the point, but I don't know. 
it was it was kind of good up until that very good up until that point okay inside man is another one of those movies that i describe as like it's just on point it's like there's not much wrong with that film in my opinion it's just a heist movie and it just works it's It's better just a heist and and at times you think is this movie going to take a left turn and try to be more than a heist movie and it's not and that's refreshing i think we've talked about this before with some horror movies in the past Uh, i think we just talked about it with hereditary what how uh, how a movie just commits to the premise and says we're gonna make this mm-hmm. and we're not gonna pretend that we're something that we're not um, just in the way that it's just it's a ghost story yeah okay it's just, it's just a story about a ghost and demons that take over a, a, a family that's it which is nice and it's not confusing as hell and right you know what the film's doing right yeah. that, I agree- that's what inside man is like you keep waiting for the shoe to drop it's like oh when is this gonna like be like some broader social commentary and it's like no like, it's not this, really there's maybe some stuff going on with the cops i guess but that's yeah not, about, that's about as close as you get not even and it'd be very weak at that right it's just denzel's great and the supporting cast is great and it's just yeah. fun and thrilling yeah. and it's awesome but clever it's not it's actually a fairly smart uh heist film it, it it's it's very uh i wouldn't have thought that it would uh, have chose to go in the direction that it does at the end it's a very interesting take on the heist uh setting i guess uh be more specific I mean, how they don't rob anything in that sense. Just, oh, I'm right. talking about the literal heist itself. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And it's also, like, self-aware. Like, I remember <laughs> there being, like, several quotes in there, like, yo, you saw Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's not how it works out here. You know what I mean? And it's just really, it's a smart bank robber against a smart cop, and they're just doing smart things. Mm-hmm. Like, no one does anything ridiculously stupid, and it's not... Yeah. You know, it's it's just a it's like the Oceans movies. You it's know? great. Yeah, it's no. the same thing that works in the Oceans movies. It's a little more gritty than that, but yeah, it is still. Yeah, yeah, and of course Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is pretty good in it. That's right. He's not really in it that much though, is he? Well, he is actually. A, I thought he was a pretty prominent supporting character. He's the guy who runs the the final raid at the end. Right, right, so, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, he's the who is uh, Christopher Plummer's in that too. Christopher Plummer, Jodie Foster, Jodie Foster. Uh, yeah. uh, um, um, what the hell is his name from Twelve Years a Slave? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yes. Yeah. He's also in that. He's quite good. Right. And uh, Clive Owen. I love Clive. I love Clive Owen. That. I'm not a huge Clive Owen fan, but he's not, re- yeah, I'm not either. He's really good in that. I like him in that and uh, Children of Men. If you have you seen? Yes, but he's not. Well, he's not really doing anything in Children of Men. That's fine. I actually <laughs> think I have a theory about the Children of Men, which is if uh, if uh, what's his face, uh, help me, Alfonso Cuarón does not direct that movie. Like, it's a pretty campy, silly movie in terms of performances. Oh, performances. Like, Michael Caine is ridiculous in that movie. <laughs> you see, he looks ridiculous. I don't know. He didn't act as ridiculous <laughs> as I thought. He's fucking ridiculous. I don't know about that. He's all over the place. Yeah. He is just like middle-of-the-road, stereotypical mad scientist. Well, well mad scientist. Oh, he's like a hippie, right? He's like a yeah. hippie in the middle of the woods. So what if he's a hippie? He's fine. No, he's terrible in that movie. No, I disagree. He's and, fun. And Clive Owen's what he is, I guess. Yeah. The star of that movie is the direction, though. Sure. You know? And the cinematography. And the single take. Ooh, that single take. I overrated. Really? No, no, no. Just the just the, the use of um, um, Emmanuel Lubezki. Because I think Emmanuel Lubezki's style of shooting a film elevates the direction mm. in a lot of ways. Like, when I see his films, I'm always... I'm always curious as to why some people love the, the the direction as much as they do. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I just feel like it. What's the best way to describe it? Because I keep thinking of the people rep- like when because the I mean, camera gets moved. <sighs> people like that. They do, but 
like I, I'm just looking at what's happening on on screen, right? And like I look at the Revenant, which won best director and there's some great set pieces in that but i'm also looking at everything else in the movie i'm like it's just leo you know walking around in a snowy landscape and that's right. kind of it right and the only reason we're giving it best direction is because there was a a a a, a, a well done one take here and there right like that's that's the only reason you would give it best direction at that point otherwise and also like the landscapes are pretty they're pr- but i could shoot that sure no that's what <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah and there's no sources of light other than the sun yeah that's not that's not a lot of discipline. You think it's possible that people confuse the um, the best cinematographer and best director category because I feel like that happens a lot. Yes, you know, I actually completely agree with I you. I feel like there's a lot of movies recently that have won best director just because they look pretty. When in actuality, like the director doesn't have that much control about how pretty a frame looks. Well, let's 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 look at three years in a row. Twenty thirteen, Alfonso Cuarón wins for Gravity. Who shoots Gravity? Emmanuel Lubezki. Right. Year after that, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu wins for Birdman. Who shoots that? Emmanuel Lubezki. Yeah. Year after that, uh, Alejandro wins for The Revenant again. Who shoots that? Emmanuel Lubezki. Right. It's not a coincidence. No. Same with Deacons. Yes. Like, Deacons can elevate a fairly well-directed movie to great status. Yes. You know? But it, th- but here's the difference is that I don't find Deacons' cinematography distracting. Right. Whereas Emmanuel Lebeski, it it's almost... Some of his his uh, his camera movements are so clean and so set up that it's you start you start stopping to. I don't know. I don't get as immersed in what's going on. I'm just focused on what the camera is doing. Yeah. At the time, and it's and I'm thinking about the camera, not really the the movie itself. If that makes any sense. Uh, no, I do know what you mean. Okay. And, yeah. so, and but that's when. Scorsese every once in a while gets to that same territory with me. Not in Goodfellas, not even in Casino, not in but like in The Departed, settle down. Just like put too, your thing on a tripod and leave it there. Too much cam- too many crane shots. Yeah, way too many crane <laughs> shots. Oh my god, like you don't have to be Orson Welles all the time. You know, just like the thing about Orson Welles' crane shots is it was only like at the beginning and the end of the movie. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> It's like chill out, everyone. It, it's it's that doesn't necessarily make great direction. There's other stuff that goes into direction. Blocking is really fucking important. You know, like uh, uh, getting good performances out of your actors, keeping everything organized, detail, uh, tone, pacing. That's directing. It's not just what you do with a camera. It's not. Oh, look, I, I put the camera on the ground and I threw dirt at it. And that doesn't, <laughs> you know, because I want to immerse you in the dirt of this world. It's like enough. That's I, no, it doesn't make great direction. Well, you're selling Scorsese short on The Departed, though, if you're just... Yes, I, I'm not. But I'm not, though. Yes, you are. But I'm not. You're saying that every scene has doesn't have a great attention to detail or blocking or, or great or getting good performances out of the actors, or even though he's moving the camera a lot, still knowing you know where to place the thing all i'm saying is he presses the zoom button a little too often no that's not that's not true yes it is definitely true the zoom button it is definitely true <laughs> the zoom button well i don't know if there's a zoom button I'm, what are you t- i was like he no. zooms he zooms in a lot you know who else zooms in a lot tarantino fuck off <laughs> quite often <laughs> fuck off <laughs> what were we talking about I don't, know. Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to get. Okay, we're gonna get pretty hate filled in a second. So um, we're hateful people. <laughs> we are. We. Yeah. Oh man, I really don't want to sound bigoted. I, I'm not going to. No, I'm going to be able to have this conversation without sounding like a racist. Um, do you have any opinion on the new Oscar category at all? Oh, what was it again? It's weird. Special achievement and uh, popular film. What does that mean? We don't know. Like. 
like Infinity War was so groundbreaking in quotes and I, everyone went to see it. So no rules have been uh, released. The only thing they re- they've released is that they are working on a category that is going to celebrate popular film. So, so it's just blockbusters and shit. Right. People have been interpreting it like that, but I don't know. Is it going to be based on box office returns? Is it going to be based on budget? Is it going to be based on critical acclaim? Like, I have no idea. Is it going to be like, I was going to say, is, is it a film of this year or a legacy kind of thing? No, it's a this year thing. Okay. So it's going to be like, uh, I, I would guess all the movies that grossed over $100 million are eligible to be nominated for Best Popular Film. That's a film. lot of movies. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of movies now. I'm, sure. So that's its own like category. It's, gonna, yeah. it's sort of like Best Animated Film or Best Foreign Film. It's like foreign films hardly ever get nominated in the Best Picture category, so they have their own. Okay. Animated films never get nominated in Best Picture, so they have their own. And they're doing the same thing, I guess, with blockbusters because they want to see those represented a little more. You know, they want more Marvel movies or something, I guess, to get nominated for Best Picture. People are pissed. <laughs> People are really pissed. Okay, yeah. Are you pissed? I'm not pissed. I just don't understand why it's necessary. Okay. I actually don't hate it. I'm like, whatever, but yeah. I really don't hate it. I kind of like the idea of seeing like Jurassic World getting nominated for an Oscar. Did you see... No. <laughs> <laughs> Now here's the thing, I don't do I, I don't want to talk about Jurassic World. You don't have to, but go do two minutes on it. That's fine. I have a I have a slight soft spot for Jurassic World, and I know it's not great, but uh, only because of my affinity for movies of that attitude. It just, like I, and I've said this before, it just reminds me of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. And I, again, I have a soft spot for Deep uh, Deep Blue Sea, mm-hmm. but oh man, I can only take so much stupid. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Jurassic, this the new Jurassic World is a. It is. I've. If you're gonna rank these movies in terms of who has the stupidest protagonists, <laughs> what? because that's no, that's the thing about these movies is they rely on the stupidity of their main characters. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why they work because you could not plausibly sell to me that smart people would choose to unleash dinosaurs on. A large civilian population. The protagonists are not doing that. It's the it's the antagonists doing all that shit. Whatever. With newsflash, it's not just an island in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's all of the United States at the end of the movie. It's really dumb. So does that make it the stupidest of all of them? This movie is one of the most incompetent films I've ever seen. <laughs> I, it's brain dead. I mean, it's ha- it has its moments of fun. And it, I guess it's, it's, it's fair dumb fun, but whoa, man. This this movie is, is like had a hangover or mm. something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ranking those movies would be interesting. Do your best. Try it. Well, the first one's the best, followed by uh, uh, the Lost World. Correct. This is where it gets hard. I mean, I know that um, um, Fallen Kingdom's the worst. Um, Jurassic World's better than three. I watched three recently. Like, the thing about three is that even though it's it totally inconsequential, it doesn't mean anything to the series. Hella boring. Well, that's it. Does hella boring? It doesn't do anything like that bad. Like I'm not like offended by that movie. It doesn't exactly fuck with the series. It just exists as this tiny little thriller with dinosaurs on an island, which right. is fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's hard though. I mean, I might go Jurassic World then three, but on on any given day, I could. Switch those two up. 
Okay. I think the lesson here is just stop. Stop. Yeah. I think it's stop. I think like we've hit our like our ceiling with dinosaurs. <laughs> like, yeah. Do we need a new take on dinosaurs? Uh, yes, Nico. We do. We need all the takes. I like dinosaurs, so we need to re. No, I love fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> no, dinosaurs are lit, and it's weird that there's only like one major dinosaur franchise. Sure. Think about it. There's like ten shark franchises. Mm-hmm. And the Meg still made a shit ton of money this weekend. Like people are hungry for those. Yet we've only we only have like one major blockbuster dinosaur series, and then a couple animated movies. Most dinosaur like live action dinosaur movies are just awful though. Like the direct to video shit, like the Velociraptor movies. No, but I'm saying that's why. Why are they not pouring more money into these? Like, where's the Jason Statham dinosaur movie? I don't know. Maybe they're just not that great, except for the Jurassic Park movies. I and guess. Those, you know. I guess. Uh, let's talk about another movie that's not that great. Oh. It's called Black Klansman. Oh, oh. <laughs> hell of a transition there. Um, um, I said this to you over text. Like, I have never been more sure about what your response would be to a movie <laughs> than after I saw this movie. Yeah, I knew exactly what you were going to say, <laughs> I, and I know I just I, and I haven't heard your opinion yet. I have a general idea about where you stand, um, but I think I could pretty much nail. Every single one of your criticisms. I just saw it. As I was watching a movie, I thought, yeah, Adam's going to hate that. Adam's going to hate how that was done. Adam's going to say he would have done this differently. Adam's going to hate this character. Adam's going to hate this plot point. Adam's going to hate this act. And I'm pretty sure you're going to list every complaint now. So uh, you have the floor. Let me start with the way this movie shot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And check. That's one. Yes. Yes. I, I assume you noticed the the overabundance of one thing that I hate more than anything. Yes, I did. <laughs> this is a it's a fine example of when to tone it the fuck down, Spike Lee. <laughs> oh, the amount of tight shots on these people's faces for no goddamn reason, no reason whatsoever, other than to vary up the scene a little bit visually. Right. Oh God, it was annoying. I just wanted the movie to step back like every single time and give me some breathing room, which was wonderful. Every time I did see a wide shot, I was like, "Yes, there it is," and then it it cuts back into, I don't know, the uh, the main character dancing with his uh, girlfriend from Spider Man Homecoming. That's what she was from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking the whole time. I yes, I couldn't put a finger on that. I was like, I was trying to figure out like halfway through. I was like, who is this girl? I've seen her before. Right, so, yeah. right. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> I believe, I believe. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Number two. Um. Uh, what else? I mean, well, you know, there's heavy-handed films out there, <laughs> which could be fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just because it's heavy-handed doesn't necessarily make it stupid. No. Just makes it heavy-handed. I don't think it's one or the other. But like, this- I, don't think in, I don't think heavy-handed movies are inherently stupid. No. I think some movies have very good points to make, and they make them sometimes a little too much. This one, I don't think had quite anything interesting to say. This one was kind of dumb. And I know that's a controversial thing to say. Um, and look, people, I've read all of your reviews. Like I did a deep dive after, I think I saw this thing Monday night or so. And, uh, I went online. I, I read every review, everything piece I could trying to see why this has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and why it's garnering a lot of Oscar buzz. Um, I don't get it. I mean, I, when I walked out of that movie, I thought to myself, all right, 
It was a fun time. Yeah. It's been three days now. I'm pretty sure this movie's indefensible. <laughs> I think it's horrendous. <laughs> no, I actually think this is a terrible movie. Like a terrible movie? I, I actually think this is a terrible movie, Ooh. yeah. See, that's where I, I won't go as far to say it's a terrible film. I, I think this is a bad movie. It's, it's, I thought it was, eh, I think it's, it's bad. Is it bad? I think it's bad. Is I think, it bad? I think on a fundamental level, Spike Lee has lost his fastball at such an, inc- it's been such an incredible drop off. The editing in this movie is horrible. Like, it, there are scenes that go on and on and on without moving the camera. And when they do move the camera, they move the camera too quickly. It's like there's... Ne- I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching these speeches. Like, there are so many fucking five-minute speeches that go long and long and long and long. And you think, let's cut to something else or show something else. And they continue to hold on this guy just saying nothing. Like, mm-hmm. saying nothing of note to, to the story whatsoever. Like... The speech at the beginning with the uh, the Corey Hawkins um, Black Panther, uh, the guy that they oh, hire at the God. college. I was like, shut, I, uh, shut the fuck up. He's standing there. <laughs> For like a good five minutes, just rattling on and on and just on. Just doing him his Malcolm X thing. And I'm like, all right, I get it. He's a Malcolm X character. And uh, they cut to some faces in the crowd. And Which I was... I kind of dug that part. Like I dug it at first, and again, this is just bad understanding of the language of film. Why are you cutting to these people with those tight shots if they're not important people? Right. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, these people are going to matter, and then, oh, wait, no, they don't matter at all. It was just, you know, it, it was because it was an important speech and well, it touched I, them. Well, I, there was a part of the speech where he was like, you have to reimagine beauty, and that you should think of beauty as having fat lips and a, and a wide nose. Rather than just the white standard of beauty. So they isolated the faces so you could only see them. But they, they keep doing it. Right. I, and I thought it was novel. It was a novel concept at first. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is pretty clever. Yeah, I agree. And then they just kept using it and using it because there was nothing to break up that dull ass speech. That's what I'm talking about, though. That's all. It was just thrown in there just to throw it in there. Yeah. Then there's this other speech that's intercut with the birth of a nation scene with the actual civil rights leader who's sitting there telling the story of a guy of a black uh, person who was lynched mm-hmm. and that never ends and it just goes on and on and on and it's okay a novel story that I would love to read about sometime in the Sunday afternoon paper or the Sunday morning paper not like something I would like to watch narrated on uh, on a film I I get the idea of trying to like 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 really hone in a point and right. that's fine, and movies can do that. But there are more creative ways to do it visually than yes. just, just just rattling off the story. Yes. Like I was saying, like, I mean, they just don't end. And it gets to the point where I'm not like really affected by it. I'm just tired of it. Right. And that's not what I should be feeling at all. I mean, speeches are the most dull scenes in all of film. <laughs> like, there's nothing more boring than watching a guy standing in front of a crowd and talking because there's nothing real about that. Yeah, unless you're like really, really good at giving speeches. And- I mean, if you're Orson Welles, I guess, or if you're Adolf Hitler. Sure. <laughs> no, but but seriously though, when you give a speech at anything, and this this is at a wedding, at at a funeral, whatever, it's the most rehearsed you'll ever be. Yeah. You're being fake. You're not showing the audience anything about you. You're not being vulnerable. You're not being true. It's just falseness. There's nothing interesting about that in film. 
Because you're just watching a character perform mm-hmm. for other people on screen. Yeah. That's why concert movies are boring. It's like, there's nothing fun about that. This movie does it twice to ridiculous lengths. It's like, just cut. Next scene, Spike. Next scene. So on a fundamental level, it's terrible. The shot selection, <laughs> atrociously bad. There's- atrociously bad. Okay, almost every scene involving the, the main girl. First of all, I hated that character. Didn't like Yes, it. I hated that hated character. That character. I hated, 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 hated. I hated everything hated. about that relationship. We'll yes. get to that in a little bit. Yes. Um there's when they first meet, and this is a, a, a big like a big like red flag at first. I was like, how did you fuck that up? Is is when they, they're in line and they're talking for the first time. For whatever reason, it's one again, one long ass take of just them sitting there and chatting with each other, and it doesn't cut back and forth between their expressions at all. It just flashes movie posters of black exploitation movies. Kind of. No, it doesn't even do that. It just oh, wait, it, it wait. follows them in the line, right? Oh, in the line at the, the beginning. Yeah, very Oh, beginning. I thought you were talking about when they're crossing the bridge. I'm no, sorry. Okay, no, 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 no. Which is again in I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it holds on that like that fifty uh, fifty of them, but it doesn't rack focus to them. It just stays. It just looks at someone in the background. The right. Entire, like I had no idea what was going on. I was like, that's just a technical problem with the movie. No, I know. Did you notice that? I did. I was like, no, no, I know. What? No, that's what I mean. Though <laughs> it's there was something with the blocking and the framing and what the the movie didn't tell you how to watch it. Like the it was the movie for a movie that is that's that's the movie without direction. <laughs> no, <laughs> for a movie that seems to have a lot to say in its script and certainly makes no bones about how it feels about its subject matter, the movie has no point of view. It has no directorial point of view at all. No. Like all of the point of view comes in the dialogue. No. You know, it, it's it, it's shocking for a guy like him who often has a very strong point of view. Whatever you want to say about Spike Lee, when he makes directorial choices, he makes directorial choices. Oh, yeah. This movie had no directorial choices whatsoever. There was odd stretches of silence. There were weird lulls. The highs were not that high. The lows were not that low. Mm-hmm. The split screen. What the hell was up with the split screen? It's a for no reason weird clash of tones. I remember when it happened. I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a totally different movie. Right. <laughs> it's so. And then the music comes in. That first of all, from what I understand, the music was borrowed from a lot of his previous films. Well, the ending, especially as soon as I heard the ending, you know, where there's that classic Spike Lee shot where the the characters are on a dolly, right? And they're moving and they're still, right? Uh, they start playing the the one of the themes from Inside Man. Oh, really? When they, you know, when the the scene when they all come out of the the bank and they're all dressed exactly the same and they get shot by the rubber bullets. Right, 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 right. right. Same exact music. Oh, it is. It's God. it's from that movie. Yes. That's that's ridiculous. No wonder. No, because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man. If this movie really went for it and said, let's just do a full on homage to old black cinema mm-hmm. and like tell that because there's they dance around that idea a lot. It Well, with the name, too. It's called right. Black Klansman. No, it's with- called Black Klansman. They have this scene about Birth of a Nation, which yeah. is like a really fascinating part of film history. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really interesting that the entire cinema uh landscape was built on the exploitation of black people like that's a really interesting idea you know the the clan were the original heroes of film (laughs) right they for a movie that dances around film history and again there's that black exploitation scene they could have went so much further and just made this thing a symphony of like black exploitation black art black cinema and really went for it again it's so dull though 
It's 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 like a this could have easily been directed by Spike Lee or been directed by some television director who's never given his opportunity to direct a feature. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that plain and bland. Well, I was going to say it doesn't have which is it's Spike Lee, but it doesn't have much of a voice. Right. That's you what I'm what saying. I mean? This is this is weird, and it's. Maybe it's a byproduct of Spike Lee just being very, very pissed at this time in his life with everything that's going on in the world. But it it kind of lends to one of the fundamental flaws of Spike Lee. It's like, I want to just look at him in the face and be like, Spike Lee, you're a filmmaker, so have fun, man. Right? That's what I'm have saying. Have fun. That's what I meant to say earlier. It's like, God damn it, dude. Like you've, I, This is by far the most dull film of his that I think I've ever seen. Really? I, I got to be honest, like I, I'm, I have a couple blind spots, um, but as far as the ones I've seen, yes, this is also the most. No, yeah. No question. It's weird. And uh, no, th- it, 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 this, go ahead. Well, this is what I was saying. And I've said this to you a couple times now, and I, I compare Spike Lee a lot to Oliver Stone. Right. I think <laughs> which is an apt comparison, if I'm being honest. Here's why. It's very, very simple. And I, I prefer Oliver Stone to Spike Lee, if, if, if you want my honest opinions there, for the most part. For the most part, but um, I can be close. Convinced. I can be convinced the other way. Yeah, I can get that too. But yeah, well, and it kind of. I mean, well, now Oliver Stone's kind of has a little bit more fun, I guess. He made the Doors. Uh, he made the Doors. <laughs> no, he made Natural Born Killers, which is. I know you hate that movie, but it's a really hate, fun movie. I don't hate that movie, but it. Yeah, it's it's certainly more fun than this. But I feel like Spike used to have fun though. Yes, yes, he used to have a yes. ton of fun. But but he, here's the problem with with both of these guys though is that. They don't look at film as as necessarily a a palette for ideas, in my opinion. There's a difference between having a movie that is pushing for ideas and a movie that is pushing a message. To me, they're totally different things. Yeah. And they use their films almost as like an act of heroism. Right. Do you know what I mean? I I do. Well, they feel like they have a responsibility to say something. Yes, exactly. And... I don't know. I think you're a little misguided in doing that. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I think if I'm if I'm making a movie about this, and again, it's heavy subject matter. I mean, just by That's the fine. nature of this story, it's going to be hard to be objective about it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd rather make the audience think than make the audience just listen to me. Yep. Like I'm not. So, I, I'd like to open their minds, and I'd like them to come away with whatever thoughts and opinions they have. I don't want to shove it down their throat, though. I don't want to be so simple-minded about it, though. Certainly, yeah. I don't want to restrict myself in that way. Like, the, the fact that I would have to like, kind of adjust the story just so it fits my my views specifically, it's it'd be a pain in the ass. It'd be frustrating as hell. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm referring to what John Carpenter said about films, is that he hates pretension in movies. He's like, I love ideas. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love throwing as many ideas in my movies as possible. But as soon as I start... Anyone thinks I'm pushing a message, I'm, I think I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, if you're preachy. Yes. No one likes preachy anything. No. No. Yeah. No one likes anybody that preaches to them. I don't blame you for hating them. That's Except <laughs> for critics, apparently, though. Like, critics are into that. <sighs> the the uh, America's foremost preachers are, are really into it. Doesn't that distract you, critics? Aren't, aren't you taken directly out of the film as soon as Topher Grace is like, I want to achieve America's pause. Greatness. <laughs> I fucking love Topher Grayson. Yes, <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> I do. Just, let me just say that right now. His his presence as that character is amazing. His his David. Let's let's be nice. Yes, his David Duke <laughs> is so fucking funny on so many levels. I wish I wish I could quote that like fried chicken line that he says. Yeah, oh, right. that's funny. The way oh. the way that he plays it, where da- he's like this 
at one moment lovable teddy bear, yeah. but also like this horrible imbecile. Mm. I mean, there's just so much going on with him. There, it's so easy to play that thing cartoonish, and he doesn't. No, that's the the best part about it. Yeah, it's like. Oh yeah, that's what racists look like. It's so uh, like honest and down to earth. It's great, right? <laughs> oh, that's fine. Let me get your your membership. I'll send that to you right away. Yeah, and it's he's like, like oh. he's like being a really nice guy. He's like, oh yeah, we need more people like you on the team, man. You're just, you know, I'm just glad, like one of us. Glad you feel that way. I can I can hear that pure beautiful Aryan voice of yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> He is by far and away the best part of the movie. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. He, oh, I do like the lead in this though. Oh I, yes. I like him a lot. Denzel Jr. What what's his name? Did you know this? Yeah, no. Well, Did he, you know that was Denzel's son? It's Denzel's It is Denzel's son. I did not know this until after the movie. I know. Yes. What? That's Denzel's son. I swear to God. No, it's not. It is? Yes, it is. You're full of I'm shit. I'm not full of shit. You're full of shit. So it's funny. I'm, uh, I'm watching the movie, and there's like, there's like three or four moments where I said to myself, wow, he really sounds like Denzel there. It's like this guy really, he has like the, the sort of deep, bellowy Denzel thing, and, but I, I never th- actually thought that he looked like Denzel or, or like really acted like Denzel. No. But then afterwards, it made perfect sense to me. Yeah, his name is um, John David Washington. Uh, oh. Yeah, John David Washington, who Shit. was in uh, he was in Ballers, the television show. Uh, I saw like his filmography. He had a cameo in Malcolm X, which is interesting. Well, that, I mean, yeah. As a kid, probably. Dad probably got him on set. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, oh, uh, and, uh, and The Book of Eli, he was in that. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Denzel's son. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, really, I thought he was good. He's really good. No, I, I, I really like him. He's, he's this kind of funny, naive, and he has, he always has that face like he's oblivious to everything, but he, he still gets shit done anyway. It's right. Re- it's a really like kind of charming performance. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he is very charming. Which is yes, you needed you needed. I, I mean, they sort of take it's a very Soderbergh like approach <laughs> yeah. of of putting like the smart main character in there who can laugh at everybody mm-hmm. and just like just laugh at the goofiness that's going on around him. He never actually participates in the goofiness. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, not really. Not with the David Duke stuff. No, what I mean. No, that's but that's what I mean, though. He's laughing. The David Duke scenes are for him to laugh at David. He's Duke. not getting made fun of. Is what that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, he's not. There's all this idiocy going on around him and he's sort of the avatar. Yeah, which is what I wanted. Like Adam Driver is his character is totally different. Like mm-hmm. he's never it's never his point of view and he never plays audience avatar. Yep. You're just sympathizing with him. Uh, I thought that's what you needed with with John David Washington. I think you needed mm-hmm. a guy that could just laugh in front of the camera. Yes. Uh, Adam Driver, on the other hand, holy fucking shit! This guy is like a superstar, <laughs> and like I can't believe how quick that happened. Um, but now I want him in every movie. I love Adam Driver. He's so fucking good. <laughs> He's amazing. Oh my god! Is this a best supporting actor? Yeah. God? Yeah. He's really good in this. I think it's possible that both him and uh, and and Topher Grace will get nominated. He's so good. Ah, oh, I love that scene where he's sitting down with the with the uh, the uh, with the Felix, the angry ass KKK member, and right? He, and he's trying to get him to to whip his dick out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How nonchalant he is about not taking the the lie detector test, and just what he says back to him. I'm afraid to say something. I can't really say you, something. You don't have to. <laughs> but the like, we get what you mean. You calling me this? Yeah. <laughs> pointing right at him yeah. I love that shit no he is like 
such a weird performer too. He's an ugly man. He's an ugly man. He's he's got a, this strange accent. Isn't I don't even know what it is. It's it's a weird voice. But it's like the type of voice that you would hear in your nightmares. It really is. I look at him. I'm like, why are you famous? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I, I would I would go to the bar with him. And be like, why the fuck are you famous, man? And then I see one movie with him. I'm like. Right. I get it. Yeah, you know what it is. I get it. It's because he's like the best actor in the world yes. at times. <laughs> like there are times where I see him and I'm like, yeah, there's no one else that could play that role. Yes. It's like, like I think it didn't quite happen for me after the first Star Wars. Uh, of course, I love him in Inside Lewin Davis. Well, that's that the first thing scene. like I cite him for is yeah. Inside Lewin Davis. And so. Girls, he was weird on, but always very good. But that's like a quirky HBO comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after Last Jedi, because he's so... He's incredible in that movie. Mm. I said to myself, yeah, I don't think anybody like plays conflicted better than him right now in Hollywood. Like that guy plays such interesting, nuanced, embattled characters better than anybody else. The same thing in this movie. A a, a Jew who is forced to confront his haters and his aggressors is... and it's all in a movie that's very over the top and cartoony and quirky at times. He he's so real. Well, yeah, no, just he's like so grounded. Justin seems like when he first gets the membership back. Like again, it's not as like like overstated in the way that it is in like the Last Jedi. And I love the Last Jedi, but that is like a, like a boisterous performance. No, he never goes over the top in Last Jedi, though. No, he's I never. I, he never goes not, too far in that. No, I, I won't say that. I'm not saying he's he's overacting. I'm just, but it's a loud performance. It kind of has to be. It's very very emotional. Uh-huh. Whereas in this, like when he gets like the the membership card, he's just like, ah, oh, fuck this. I don't want to hold that thing right which is great like just those again you you don't have to yell at the card it's just you don't have to like get really really upset and you know focus in on his face and watch him cry or anything like that it's just like yeah no this sucks i hate this you take it right like little things like that that's basically his uh, sum up his performance in the movie it's basically like that all the way through it's great and i am i'm stunned by the fact that he can be both the supporting character that just pops in like he can be both steve buscemi and like Josh Brolin, like he can do both. Yes, you know he can just pop in in like Logan Lucky or something, uh, or it, as we said, inside Lewin Davis, he's a couple of uh, Meyerowitz stories. He's in for a little bit. Oh, that's right. He's Midnight Special. He's in for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and he can be very charming. And then like he can knock your socks off with this incredibly grounded human performance in the lead. Like yep. he's basically the second lead in this. Yes. Um. And yes, if he is nominated for an Oscar, that is the only Oscar nomination in this movie where I, I think it will be well deserved. Yes, I he's agree. really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go back to the bad now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is there? I'm trying to think. Is there anything else good that I kind of liked? Uh, I like the Alec Baldwin scene. Yeah, I was because ah, oh, so disappointing because the st- movie starts off and I'm like, this is really funny. Right. I was laughing. Like, no one else in the theater was laughing. So they oh, came, I was they, dying. Laughing. They clearly didn't get it. And right. I'm just like, this is so ridiculous and hilarious, and it's it's awesome. Right. Like, with the, with the right uh, with well, too, maybe too much truth, but that's kind of why it's funny. Right. And I was just like, this is good shit. And then the movie, you know, cuts back to you know Washington Jr getting asked to look for toads and i'm just like okay movie right let's go no i know i know no that scene i thought to myself oh wait a minute spike might be back yep I'm like yep. holy no, shit me too spike me too. might be back we might be in for something here i was loving it yeah and and then it again just it got less funny it got less yeah subtle oh. it got yeah, it did it got it got less subtle <laughs> no it's true <laughs> 
it, I know it sounds weird, but it's true. It's true. The social commentary in that scene is way more subtle than the stuff still to come, right? <laughs> Which is saying something. It is saying something. <laughs> it is saying something. This, but it, but that's no. But that scene just let the character be the character. Yes. And you laughed at the character. He's like, fuck, I fucked it up again. He, right. he keeps stumbling on his lines because he's doing like a like an infomercial for the KKK. Or right. Something. And then it's, it's so there's funny. this producer yeah. giving him the line in the background. <laughs> What's right? the line again? <laughs> I hate all the Jews. Okay, got it. <laughs> Starts clearing his throat. <laughs> <laughs> that was so goddamn funny. That was great shit. I, really, I know, but it doesn't go. Because again, it spends too much time being preachy. Like, just tell the story, tell it in a fun way, and, it w- and we'll get there. Yes. That's that's the thing, Spike. I think he doubts, some. sometimes he, he sells his audience short a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my God, And he yeah. thinks they're not going to get this, yeah. you know? So they beat you, and, and particularly with the last scene, which will, believe you me, we're going to spend like 20 minutes on that bad uh, boy. Uh, I have so many problems with that. I have so many. I, I, I know, I know. Hang, hang on. But he, he, for some reason, thinks that his audience won't get it. Like, he thinks that his audience is too stupid or not sophisticated enough or not in tune enough, not as woke as him. And they assume, he assumes, like, oh, I got to really beat them over the head. Like, I got to put Malcolm X in the middle of this movie uh, running down his manifesto. It's like, what are we doing here? You're running into the same, the, the same problems that you're, you're criticizing. You, 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 you venture into propaganda territory. Right, dude. right. No, it's true. You got to be careful with that. Don't treat us like we're stupid. I know. Let us come to our own conclusions. I like do the right thing for that because it's a little more uh, balanced in that way. It kind of looks at everybody. But that's nice. And that has a little bit more fun. But do the right thing is a movie. Yes. Like that's a funny movie with yes. great characters and great yes. performances. And it's it's lived in. Yes. And it's, it's, it's of a time. And it's just – it's vibrant. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is like – I'm sorry. At times, a bona fide history lesson. That's what this is. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just it's just it's just history class with like a really excited professor. Yes, that wants yes. to tell you all about his opinions on the world and about society. It's it's like a professor who comes in really really excited to teach, but then gets caught up in his own lecture. And right, just, just loses himself. And I've seen that before. Oh my god. No, and I it's have not, too. And it's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable, actually, when it happens, too. And yeah, like, I'd like this to be a conversation, man. Yeah. Like, I'd like to be able to say, oh, how about this? And then you answer my question. Yeah. And then you pose a question to me, and I answer it myself. Maybe challenge my questions. I know. How about that? No questions are being asked here. They're only being answered. And oh, sometimes they're questions that I haven't even asked in the first place. Oh, it's so one-sided. It is. It's really, really frustrating. I know. Um, here's, here's my thing. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to say this: like critics are afraid to hate this. Yeah, they're afraid to hate this movie. They're they're afraid of being called a racist. They're afraid of not being woke. They're afraid of what? Ha- I, I mean, they are afraid that if they do not like give this movie a good review, that means they would be, for I don't know, in opposition to the message. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't I've never liked that logic. I mean, there are like, you know, plenty of movies that I agree with in my heart and in my soul that I just think are abominations. Mm-hmm. What I think like, OK, the intentions are good here. Uh, I, I agree with where you're coming from. But like, you know, 
you made a bad movie. Trim it up, <laughs> trim it up a little bit. Like you know, maybe a better script would would serve this subject matter a little more. Yeah. That's what this is. This is a poorly made movie with good intentions. I I don't I don't even hate the movie. I'm just I'm just like yeah, guys. There are problems with the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of problems actually. It, and like you said, fundamentally, it's it's got problems with its filmmaking. It's got problems with its intentions. It's 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 a dull film. It doesn't really know what it wants to be tonally. Yeah. It's yeah. It's messy. It's yeah. guys. There are issues, and particularly thematically, which I, I think we're about to get into. Yes, it's like okay, guys. And to critics, I I refuse to believe that every single critic out there honestly is on board with the idea that that it's that it's wise to draw parallels between David Duke and Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's not just drawing parallels between David. They're saying they're the same exact fucking person. No, no, (laughs) no, it's not. Yeah. Here's what it's saying. It's saying that in the 1980s, David Duke and the KKK began a 40 long year conspiracy (laughs) in which they plotted to put Donald Trump or a Donald Trump-esque figure in the White House. There's a specific scene where one cop says to another cop. Yeah, David have. David Duke is trying to get lower taxes and affirmative action and immigration reform in the public lexicon. So maybe one day a Klan member will be put in the White House. That's a direct quote from this movie. That's right. It's like, listen, your politics are your own, man. I'm not going to sit here and like hate on the movie just because I don't agree with your politics. But at a certain point, man, I got to draw the line. Like you're beating it over the head a little too much. And you're saying things that are frankly quite fucking ridiculous. Is that what he said? Because I missed that line. Well, do you, you, do you remember? I remember him pulling himself in the hallway, making a comment about the guy goes, David. Yes. They're, David Duke is trying to make the clan more mainstream. Oh. So he's introducing topics like tax reform. These are the specific quotes. Tax reform, affirmative action, and immigration. He says those are all issues that Donald Trump, well, not affirmative action, but the other two Donald Trump ran on, right? And then he says, and then he says uh, come on, no one would ever put a guy like that in the White House, uh, I would they? And then the other guy goes, that is very naive. Coming from a black and man. And just yeah. imagine the characters and Spike Lee winking at the audience. Like It's, it, it, it's like, okay, enough already like seriously enough it it was explicitly a reference to trump yes and it made some claims that if you really interrogate them a little more are not so cool like they're just not cool no you know it's it's just not a cool thing to say and then obviously there's the other references of uh they didn't say make america great again but they said america first which no they they made a comment he's like we need to do this to achieve america's greatness right which is a slight not to that pretty clearly to me anyway. no but then they say america first a yes. lot oh which yeah is in the uh in the meeting and then i'm like oh god like i was rolling my eyes to him but i had a buddy next to me i'm just like this is so on the nose it's actually not enjoyable to watch yeah no <laughs> no it's true it's true like I, am i watching a movie now yeah what's going on i know man i'm not i'm not saying that it's not fair game to question the president's relationship with race i'm not saying that's not legit <laughs> Do it if you want to, but it doesn't make your movie good. Yeah, no, I no. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. I, yeah, I guess that's true. No, it's fine, man. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, the guy's a little weird with black people. I agree with you. It's like not like I'm guys. <laughs> what if we're? 
He's not like that. He's not like that. <laughs> I'm no. just saying it. You are out of your fucking minds There's... if you honestly believe that. No, I and know. I'm not a Trump supporter. I know. I'm just like, yeah, no, guys, I'm just looking at this from a human perspective. And no, that's not what we've got there. No, I know. He's not. They're not the same thing. No. I don't care who David Duke tweets about. I don't care who he says he voted for. I don't care what his stance is on immigration or tax reform. They're not the same fucking thing. No. They're different people. Yes. And like the fact that you're making... Uh, but based To on- say I disagree with it, though, it doesn't do it enough justice because there's plenty of movies that I disagree with that I'm totally okay with. Like, if yes. You can oh, make yeah. It, absolutely. If you make a compelling point, you make a compelling point. Right. No. And then I can sit there and think, yeah, I disagree. But that was a very well made argument. Yeah, sure. This is a poorly made argument here. It's a poorly made argument and it's a poorly told story. Yeah. Like, like Oakja is my perfect example of that, where it's like, I don't agree with everything that that movie's saying, but it's just wonderfully presented to me. Yeah. I'm fine with it because of that. That's all I want is just a good story at the end of the day. Right. Make me wrap me up in what you're in what you're getting at and maybe I'll 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 be forgiving of you. Right. Essentially. Right. Exactly. That's that's a movie about. I have. I still haven't seen Oakja, but that's about like the 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 farming industry. The farming industry. Big big uh, uh, criticisms of capitalism and the various faces of capitalism. Okay. So yeah. Okay. In- interesting. I mean, again, kind of heavy handed, but it's it's just a lot of fun. Very. Right. Um, if if you're familiar with a lot of like uh, uh, Korean cinema, you're like it might be a lot for you. You don't, okay. like, you don't like your Asians, do you, Nico? No, I'm racist against everybody. So there apparently. you go. You might not like it. No. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And that's why the, the last sequence in this movie. Um, <sighs> well, before we get to that. Okay, go. go the, the finale of the movie is the most anticlimactic thing ever. It's such a terrible third act. Oh, my God. And you know that. You know what exactly. Happened. Well, it's, I probably I didn't think that that's what happened. No, but that's the only part they made up. Oh really? Like everything else, pretty much happened the way it happened. Oh, okay. You know, like they, th- there were two cops. There was the black guy who I saw an interview with him on. Uh, I don't know. It was some Facebook uh, clickbait thing, but he was telling the whole story, and it was like, yeah, that's pretty much how they told it in the movie, um, except for the end. It's like it, it never culminates in that at all. That stupid bombing, yep. which is like you were. The movie was not building to this. I know. Why it, are you well, building to this? Well, that was the thing. It felt like it was this. Like supposed to be like the the moment of the film where everything comes together, and I just remember being like, "What?" Right. I took nothing away from that. It was just putting a bunch of characters in a random place, and then something weird happening. And I knew it was going to happen. I right. knew as soon as they left the room, I was like, "Oh, these guys are going to die from the explosion because the wife is a fucking idiot." Right. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. So now we've just learned that Klansmen are stupid. It's you, like you've been telling us that throughout the entire film. Okay. That's that's the thing. This this is one of the main contradictions of this movie too. The racists here are so dumb, it, as opposed to David Duke, who, I mean, is not like a brilliant guy, but is certainly like a charismatic guy. If you want to make the argument that racism is dangerous, you got to make these people competent. Because the enemy that they're presenting here is a very easy to defeat enemy. Oh yeah! Like all you got to do is send the stupid wife out there to <laughs> to plant a bomb, and they and they they literally pick themselves off. It's yeah. like you don't need to interfere at all. That's actually the weird thing about that ending. Now that I'm thinking about it, what the cops do has no effect. No, it's inconsequential on what happens in the scene at the end of it. The only thing it it, re- it really builds to is other cops. It, possibly going after him because he's black, I guess, in the moment, but that settles itself out again. Right. I was like, what was the point of that? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Was- I mean, the races, they, they are, uh, 
the, yeah, put it right there. That's fine. Uh, they are not even like in a Coen Brothers way where... See, the stupid people in Coen Brothers movies, uh, they're not evil. They're just stupid. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they don't set out to do evil and, and, and harm others. It's it's just inc- inconsequential. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These people are setting out to change the racial composition of the country and are out to essentially, uh, 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 like make whites the superior race on the planet and they're just really bad at it <laughs> so it's like is this the enemy i'm supposed to be afraid of like i don't know or is that the point after all i mean i, I don't know like I'm, I'm supposed to be terrified by these guys well, they're like minions you know out of like they're six, nothing they're like yeah i like that's an interesting portrayal of like like racist characters that I, i'm fond of i guess i kind of like them in like green room there's a, there's okay. a weird sort of humanity to that, but that movie doesn't have as much of an agenda either. It just kind of works as them being themselves right. and, kind, and kind of putting them on the same plane as the, the characters, which is what I like about that movie so much is that it says like these people are, are in just as much of a sticky situation as your heroes in this film. Right. They're people. Right. So, so you know, it's, it's going to be a fair battle here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's more compelling in that way when it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't like these people, but I get it. Right, right. You got to make them real. You have to make them real. These these people are not real. No. You know, I mean, I guess they are. I mean, I guess they exist. But they're as foreign to me in this movie as they are in real life. You know, like, I, I just don't get anything about them. I got the David Duke character. That's why I thought that portrayal was great. <laughs> yes. like, like, I get it. Like, I get why somebody would want to follow this guy. Well, cut out all the the. the but by the way, David bullshit. Duke is not like that in real life. No. David Duke has those creepy ass eyes and like that creepy ass demeanor <laughs> where, you know, it, it's like, I'll touch your kid. That type of creepy. He looks like a politician. Oh, he's worse. No, I think he's a little more creepy than a politician. Yeah. No, he's got those weird glossy eyes mm. where it's like yeah do not do not let this guy near a school like that's the type <laughs> of thing he's not nearly as welcoming and warm as he is in um in in this movie but mm-hmm. no you're right uh it's just in that third act it, ju- it just falls apart it's we- it's just weak as hell it just really falls apart mm-hmm. it just goes nowhere it's just, and, yes and even worse it won't fucking end it's it's my biggest pet peeve in all of cinema that's why i hate the lord of the rings We've talked about this. I hate a movie that won't fucking end. Like, just stop. Cut to credits. Cut to credits. Cut to credits. They never cut. It's yeah. crazy to me. This, I well, I noticed that immediately as soon as, as soon, I was thinking that they would end as soon as they uh, he made that final call to David Duke, and he basically. Like, I thought so too. Like that, should, that was that would have been like, oh, right. This, when, when he hung it up, up. yes, yes. When he hung up the phone. It's what like perfect, satisfying way to end the movie, and then it has to make its final beat you over the head point, and it just. <sighs> kills it i remember walking out of the theater being like fuck that <laughs> so there's so there's one more scene that you're forgetting about and there's a scene before the final montage where uh denzel jr and his girlfriend are having a conversation mm-hmm. and she says to him you know i don't think i can do this i don't think i can sleep with the enemy anymore it goes against who i am and he goes ah no i think it'll work out and then all of a sudden like just as they're about to have this interesting philosophical conversation they go running down the hall to find the burning cross over the horizon and i thought that scene embodied what is i think the central flaw of this movie which is it doesn't ask any of the challenging questions it only asks the easy ones 
that that relationship, that character, where that whole arc goes is so empty to me. <laughs> yes. It goes nowhere. Like there's a couple times where you think, all right, this is a guy who is torn between his ancestry and his people, mm-hmm. whatever that might mean in this movie, and his obligation to be a good cop. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting internal conflict yep. that could have been perfectly embodied in the relationship with the girl. The movie doesn't go there at all. Like, the movie just leaves it like that. She's like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. He goes, I think we can do this, and doesn't resolve it at all. It's like, that's really interesting to me. You know, and and it's you could really probe the question. Okay, Do you, it, it it kind of dances around the idea of like, are the Black Panthers and the cops at stark opposition, or can they collaborate and and work well as a team? Like, can they find more in common than they do apart? Do you like this element or dislike it? I can't. Well, there's no, no, my point is there's none of it. Okay. I mean, it doesn't ask any of those questions. Yes. There could have been a little more nuance with that relationship and it doesn't go anywhere. I don't know if that was the point to make it unresolved and whatnot. I mean, I guess that's kind of what happened, but I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I know that though. I don't know. I explored in a, in a way that that's a little more refreshing to me that, that, I don't know, tells me something that, I don't know, I can take something away from. Like you said, it's just, it just kind of leaves it at that. Let me put it to you this way. So know. there's that sequence which I guess is the right before the climax when they're watching birth of a nation Mm -hmm. and the civil rights leader is talking and they intercut it and they have two massive crowds watching the story or, or or I guess looking at the embodiment of their ideology, right? They intercut it. So you, you would think if you're like a trained film viewer, you would think, all right, they're drawing parallels here. But they're not drawing parallels here at all. Like one is a peaceful man sitting there talking about the injustices against his people. And the other are a bunch of racists laughing at more racists on a, on a screen in front of them. If they really interrogated that a little more and they said, you know what? Maybe the mob mentality isn't great. Maybe you, maybe the response to this evil is in, in essence only creating more evil. Like, maybe this young college girl is well-intentioned but misguided. Maybe she's trying to do the right thing. Maybe she sees racism in her real life, sees racist actions done by the police, and is trying to do the best that she can, but she's doing it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. The movie never even dances around the idea that the Black Panthers and the union that this woman leads at her college campus are perhaps in the wrong as well. Well, no, that's what I was... Never even flirts with that. Well, see, that's what I would have done, though. Like, if I were making this movie, I was like, maybe I I, I don't be... Again, this is what I was talking about before with how one-sided the movie is. Right. And you can tell that just by the way, like, the, the old man is speaking versus, you know, what the Klansmen are doing. It's basically saying these guys are the bad guys and these are the good guys, and that's just how it is. Right. It is black and white, no pun intended. Right. But the main character, though, is a cop. Yes. The main character is the enemy of the girl that he's seeing. Which is when this movie, what it's, what it's going for becomes confusing to me. I, was, I don't know. No, but that's where the meat of the story is, is what I'm trying to be. say. It's where that's it's, where it should be. should be. Like, if yes. I'm writing this script or I'm directing this movie, it's like, yeah, give me more of that. You gotta, like, develop that more. But this movie is so, again, one-sided, but also so idealistic that it loses sight of the nuance. Mm -hmm. It's like it wants to tell you so much about how evil the KKK is. You don't need to tell us. You don't need to tell me that. 
I know how yes. evil the KKK is. What I don't know is what it's like for a black cop to be fighting the Klan in the 70s. I don't know what's going on in that guy's head. Mm. I don't know what his internal struggle is like. Tell me more about that. Which was which is really important because for, it's called Black Klansman, and I thought I would get a better idea of what that was like. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't. Not it really. doesn't at all. Yeah. And the and the relationship between him and the girlfriend was the perfect way to go about that it was the perfect way to ask those questions but it's stagnant so stagnant and unresolved and nothing it's just nothingness that relationship is nothingness yes my least favorite part of the film okay one more question before we get to the end um why did he have to talk on the phone to the clan i mean he actually did that that's a real thing i know but 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 why oh um what do you mean like why did he have to stay on the phone like Uh, why did they have to have two people doing that because one was... Why didn't Adam Driver just stay on the phone? Oh, oh. I think it was just because uh, Ron was the first one to make the call. No, I get that. That was... That so? Was he had better rhetoric, I suppose. Better rhetoric? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Adam Driver needed rhetoric when he was invading the clan physically. That's true. That made no sense to me. I think it was just maybe just because of the voices, and if they switch voices, you probably would have noticed. But I guess you wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Well, because they made it way worse. Yeah, they made it way, 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 way worse. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, it just seemed like a fairly ill-conceived plan. Maybe if I watched it again, I would be like, "Oh, he had to do it for this reason." But I don't remember. I don't think he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought back about. I don't think he did. Yeah, it was just kind of a silly detail. Okay, ending. Let me give you a fun fact about this ending. Sure, go ahead. Um, the movie wrapped production and was pretty much in the can before Charlottesville happened. <sighs> okay, so this movie was done. Mm. It, it, it was not in the script at all. This, there was not supposed to be any mention of Charlottesville. And then all of a sudden Charlottesville happens and Spike rushes, rushes back to the editing bay and says, we got to incorporate this real life footage in here somehow. <sighs> that to me reiterates... Like how meaningless this is. It doesn't mean anything. Like, okay, I get the point you're trying to make, obviously. Like, it means a lot to somebody. But to me, it means nothing. Because, like, the original movie did not intend to address this at all. Like, you've made your point. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make an additional point after the credits roll. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're just saying... The the fact that the movie... It's... What's the best way to describe this? Because I know what you're saying. I'm just trying to articulate it well enough like the story itself is kind of inconsequential next to what the idea the, the point that Spike Lee is trying to make kind of well I, I I'm I'm saying the I'm saying he forced it I'm saying yeah. the, the point that he made in the movie is not really the point that he made in the sequence afterwards no you know and it it, it might seem like it's the same point but it's not the same point it's just a way of shoving in your anti-Trump stuff that's all it really is. It's all it is is really a way to take shots at the president yeah. when you have your chance to take shots at the president. Now, I'm all right if you want to take shots at the president. Like, I'm cool with it, man. Everyone's doing it. It's all in style. Go for it. You've done it. I have. Yeah. Taking lots of shots at the president. Everybody has. Dude does some fucked up things. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, when the dude said there were bad people on both sides, I got mad too. I'm not going to lie about it. Like, I came on the podcast and said, yo, that's a pretty fucking racist thing to say. It was fucked up. Yeah. But 
You told your story already. You made your movie. Let the movie stand on its own. Don't shove in some other heavy-handed, beat you over the head. Like, come on, man. Come on. Isn't that the worst when movies do that? When they show that 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 foot not not necessarily for some for all films, but when they do it specifically to shove the message in your face. Right. Oh my god, I was just like I was so checked out at that point. And I thought they were going to make it a little more interesting instead of showing the one singular event. I'm right. sorry, but here's, here's my problem with that is like one singular event doesn't tell me anything about the state of everything in the United States. No. That means nothing to me. Right. It's just an isolated incident. And I'm, it, it, it's kind of meaningful, but I mean, there, I, I just don't get it. Well, you had your chance to tell the story of an isolated instance in this movie. Yeah. Like that, you had your chance. You told the story. Like you don't need to tell me another story after that story. And, I mean, it's, it's like, there are, there are in still primitive people on one random island somewhere south of the Philippines. That doesn't mean every other place on Earth is primitive. Right. No, I know. It's ridiculous. No, I know. I know. It, does, it doesn't tell me anything. And, and what you're trying to tell me, I just think is flawed. I just think that yeah, premise is flawed. I you know, I, I just... If I, if I can try to articulate it in the best way that I can, what they were trying to say was... So because they ended up closing that bureau, they ended up closing that investigation and classifying it and pretending like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. They let white supremacists run wild for the next 30 years. So in other words, if that good police work was applied again in different departments across the country, perhaps Charlottesville would have never happened. Uh, That's what it seems to me. That that seemed to be the point he was making. I would I'd agree. And but. Like more to criticize Spike Lee here. If like if you want to make that point work, you gotta show incidents that are been, being perpetrated by the KKK all over the place, right? Over a long period of time. But y- y- again, you're showing one separate bad, isolated incident as if it represents the whole, right? And that's not true, right? Right? No, I know, I know. Not to say the clan's not bad everywhere. I didn't. The clan's <laughs> the clan's pretty bad everywhere. The clan's pretty fucking bad everywhere. Uh, no, but I, I, I saying here in Connecticut we don't exactly have much of an issue with it. <laughs> yeah, do we have the clan here? No. Are there clan meetings? If there are, they're pretty fucking pathetic. Could you find a clan meeting here? No, I, I could find a clan meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could find a clan meeting, Nico. You don't. There are ways you don't want to know. Okay, I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I get you a toe. There are ways you don't want to know. <laughs> It really bothered me. It just yeah, re- it really bothered me. And it, again, I just thought to myself, "How stupid do you think we are?" Yes, I, it was just wrong. Like how <laughs> how stupid do you think we are? It was the <laughs> yeah. I just said to my I, I said to my friend after walking out of the movie, I said, hmm, "I wonder what he's trying to say there." <laughs> oh my god, I wonder. I wonder what Spike's trying to say there. What could he? What, what was he onto there? That was that was com- complicated and and thought provoking. I know, man. That's not, and it's also not filmmaking. That's not filmmaking. Cutting a bunch of video clips together at the end of your film is not filmmaking. Like, you you just did your... If you can't tell your story in the movie, don't tell the story after the movie. Yep. You shouldn't need to explain it any further. You know what this movie feels like is that it's just Spike Lee getting desperate. <laughs> so desperate. It's so desperate. Yeah, I. that's what I would think. Because especially with how just poorly made a lot of this movie ends up being... Oh boy! It's not a good movie. It was the ending is so egregious. It's not a good movie. I'm sorry. It's not a good movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, Academy. I know you're gonna nominate the shit out of this thing, 
in some of the, January. I mean, some of the technical stuff is fine. I mean, it's professionally No, made. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. It's not. It's all terrible. The editing's terrible. The writing is terrible. The pacing is terrible. The blocking is terrible. I'm the just, shot selection is terrible. The set design is terrible. It's all fucking terrible. Yes. The acting's <laughs> the only thing that's halfway decent. I'm just saying it's professionally made. No, it's not. It, it technically is. <sighs> That's not. I don't know how it's possible that Spike Lee's first movie was better made than his last movie. Well, that, I don't know how that's possible. So much better. When he was a kid, he was in his twenties. It was like eighty-seven when She's Got to Have It came out. I know. And that's way more competently made than this one in every regard. Probably. You have way more money. You have way more experience. The best people in the business want to work with you. You have all the capital you want. Mm-hmm. You can make it and make. He made it like would do the right thing. Made a technically marvelous film. That actually has passion and a voice and whatnot. It's not bullshit. It's actually real. That's nice. Nice colorful film, too. You like your color. I love How much color. color was in this? Not much color. Not much color. That's not a racial... No, we're not. We're not. (laughs) Fuck you, listeners. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the literal color of the film. The color palette. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spike. I'm sorry. You didn't do it. He lets me down. That's what he does. I wasn't expecting that much. He lets me. There's never been a guy. I I don't know. Maybe never. But there are very rarely guys that have so much promise and they have so much clout and they have the power to do anything that they want and they make something like this. And that infuriates the hell out of me. I don't hate the movie. I hate the movie. It's but I don't. I'll say I don't like it. I don't like the movie. I hate the movie. I don't like it. I don't hate it. I don't. But I don't like it. That's where I'm at. All right. Um, okay. Let's let's stop. Actually, wait a minute. Hmm. Do I do it? Do I dare do it? You owe me a conversation. Oh no! We have to. You talk. owe me. You owe me. You owe me. Okay, go ahead. I watched a movie called It Comes at Night. Oh yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It Comes at Night was on your top ten list. Oh, last I love year, it. Wasn't comes it? At night. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And you don't like it. Um. First question. Yeah. What comes at night? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Think about it, man. <laughs> I don't know. This movie is so fucking disappointing on every level. I disagree. It's so disappointing. This movie goes nowhere. I was shocked. I was really shocked because this thing is very well made. It is very well acted. It's vibey. It's moody. It's interesting. It's kind of creepy. Not really scary, but pretty creepy at times. Is this the only reason why you didn't like it? Because you felt like you took nothing away from it? It's exactly why. Why? I think the movie's incredibly relatable. Relatable in what way? Well, again, it's like like what I was trying to explain to you before, like, because... I don't know. How often do, do bad things happen to you, Nico? All the time. How often do, do are all you, the time? Like, like really, really, like, like just, just like gutted by like friends and whatnot. Not that often, but it happens quite every once in a while. Like the, it's the kind of thing where it's like I don't know. Trying to explain like my feelings of the film are interesting because when I watched it, I thought it was like, in, incredibly relatable to a lot of things that have happened to me with certain friends in my life. Again, it's it's a movie about people persecuting each other for irrational reasons. I disagree. I no, I, I, no, I, I disagree with that statement right there. That was my but, problem. Well, because you thought the kid was sick. But I don't think that's the point of the film at all. 
I don't think it's supposed to be clear at all whether or not the kid was sick. Right. It, Spoiler it, territory. It, it, if you buy into the fact that the kid is sick, I could get why the, maybe the movie wouldn't work for you, but I don't think it's supposed to be that obvious. How could you... But it, then it fails at that, too. Why? It fails at that. The kid is obviously sick. How? Why? Because he's coughing? No, because they don't let him open his eyes. So what? What do you mean, so what? There's, Give me another plausible reason why they wouldn't allow him to open his eyes. I don't know. You could be sick for reasons like that, though. It doesn't mean you have the virus, though. What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what do I mean? The, this family took... Like, you couldn't have, like, bloodshot eyes for certain sicknesses doesn't necessarily mean that you have... It's what, not bloodshot eyes. His eyes are... It, it, if they get this disease, turn completely black. That's what they wanted to. That's what they wanted to find but out. We don't know what was actually going on with his eyes, though. We just all we know. No, is we that, don't. All we know is that he just couldn't. Op- they didn't want him to open his eyes. But what other reason could there be not to let him open his eyes? Well, they're just scared that it, no matter what these people see, they're going to kill him. Because you've given me, but because they're that. Why would I buy that? Because they're that paranoid. I disagree. I don't think what? they are that paranoid. Oh, I disagree with that, though. What are you talking about? They almost shoot them as soon as they walk they're out the door. Careful. They're careful. They're, they're, but they take they take pretty strong measure to make sure that they're doing the right uh, thing. Yeah, the, but the, the the point is shoot first, ask questions later. Kind of at the end no, of the day. I, no, 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 no. Because the the wife feels a lot of regret. Exactly. The wife feels a lot. Well, that's the point. The guy starts, or, or the the friend that they welcome into the house starts beating her husband to mm-hmm. a pulp. Right. Yes. Beating him. She still feels regret. Does not pull the trigger until the absolute last moment. That's not paranoid to me. That's rational. To actually, that's a little bit irrational in the other direction. Like what? she, th- her husband's attacker is beating him senselessly, and at, she doesn't do anything about it because she feels at the beginning hum- of the film. No, at the end of the film. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. because she feels a sense of humanity. How is that like? Well, at the end of the film, it makes sense. Why? They're trying to escape, man. They're afraid of these people. They're not trying to escape at all. They're not trying. No, they're not trying to escape. They literally say, "We want to go. Just let us go. Just let us go." But they know that if they do anything, even a little wrong to these people, that they are going to get killed. And what a big surprise! They get killed. But they might come back, though. That's why they don't want to become. They don't want them coming back and infecting them. Well, the point is not to be like, yeah, no. Let's not even worry about the infection. Let's just try to help these people as best as we can. They'll take because my takeaway was different. My takeaway because because I remember watching the film and being and kind of getting wrapped up into the idea like, oh, my God. Yeah, maybe we should just kill these people. And then kid had to go. But but then the moment they shoot the kid, my my reaction just flipped. And I remember being like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I never flipped. Oh, I I never made that flip. Wow. I thought, yeah, kid's going to die anyway. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if I shoot the kid in the head or if I let him die two days of this vicious disease? That shows a lack of humanity. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it's rationality. It's not lack of humanity. I think it's a total lack of humanity. And by the... No, it's it's adjusting to a world that is evil and vicious and that it's like walking dead shit. I mean, it's, well, that's the thing. It's, it's on the intellectual level of Walking Dead. No, it absolutely is. Intellectually, it's on the same level as well. that's been the that's been the theme of Walking Dead for nine seasons now. It's a bunch of people I would that at one point the, loved each other. It's the same. It's the I would same go the exact, intellectual level of maybe the first season, which is fine by me. It's all the same. No, that's what the Walking Dead has been dealing with for the last nine years. It's a bunch You're, of people you, that are well intentioned that get that get hard boiled and 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 uh, and and a little bit. Heartless because like there's zombies around. Okay, that's all it is. They're adapting to their environment. That's not what this is. 
Are you sure? I mean, no, that, I mean that is what this. That's all this is. You think that's all? That's that all this, this is. is. Yeah. You don't think just the, the the general principle, the fact that they're thinking, you know, if by any any iota we think that they're sick, we're going to kill them rather than by the way they didn't try to help. Not one. They don't iota. try to help no, at all. First of all, they shot the kid when when they were running away. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they shot the kid in the heat of after he was beaten to a pulp by the husband. You don't think that's a problem shooting them as you know in the back? Again, as I said to you, as I said to you, if they went up to the kid's body afterwards, they opened up his eyes, and, and he, we saw that he wasn't sick, then you have a movie. Even then, I you don't only think it, need, You only need that detail. See, even then, I don't think it matters, because even if he is sick, I, I, I still think it's a, it's a more humane thing to do what you can until he does die. What kind, at, but at what the, kind of compromise is that? I mean, what, like, I, who, it just who the says, hell cares? It, just says, it doesn't say that much. No, it doesn't. It certainly does. I would have a big issue with anybody who would do that. Open the kid's eyes. Let's see that he's okay and er, that he was okay before he got shot in the head. And now you've now you've told a pretty compelling horror story about the coldness and and brutality. Isn't of the that world. obvious though? That's the easy way to do it. Yeah, but the alternative doesn't say anything. That's the, that's I my disagree problem. though. The alternative I, doesn't say anything. I have the opportunity to take away more from the it. ambiguity here. Didn't really tell me anything. It I told mean, me a lot. It, there was there was <laughs> a lot. Me. No, there was a lot of ambiguity here. Put yeah, it that way. There was a ton that. of ambiguity, and that's they asked true. a lot of questions. No. Uh, I, I'm not interested in those questions. Why not? Because I don't think they mattered. I don't think those questions mattered. Really? Like I didn't give a shit why there was a weird sexual tension between the son and the wife. Yeah. Uh, of the of the, fr- the the new girl that they brought in, like I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. I, like the the whatever was happening with Grandpa, I didn't fucking care. Like I th- I just didn't see they they. I didn't care about the sexual tension, but I they liked- implied there was some spiritual thing going on. There were ghosts. Nah, there's no ghosts. A little bit. They kind of implied that nah, with his drawings and stuff. I didn't care about that. There's no ghosts. He's losing his mind. Okay, and which makes the 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 theory that he has no idea what he's talking about when he says that the kid has definitely got the infection. <clears throat> That was bad. Right. When he says the kid has the infection, yeah, that that leads me to question him even more if he's sort of an unreliable source. I also don't care who brought the infection into the house. That was another story. No, I don't really care about that. I don't give it, but that was one of the cruxes of the movie, though. That was one of the most important questions. I thought the point was that you're not supposed to really be concerned with it. You're just supposed to have the thing in the mind like, okay, we should just help these people. That's what we should do, but that's not where the movie goes. Okay, we know, though. We know when pushed to extraordinary circumstances that human beings are going to do things that are a little heartless and a little cold. I've seen that before in horror movies. I haven't seen it like this. I don't care if it's an idea that I've seen before. Just present it in another way. No, but... Oh, God. Again... I just don't care. That's the. I don't care. I like these people. Though, I don't like. No, and I also don't like. These okay, people. well, there's. I the, also. I also. Don't there's care the these big people. problem. Well, maybe. maybe I love. I like is. these people quite a bit. I don't care about the sun. I don't care the fact that the sun brought the disease. It seems like the sun, because they show him looking through the peephole at the beginning of yeah. the movie, and it looked like his eyes were doing some funky shit. Yeah. Remember that. He's the problem. Right. Okay. So he's the one that brought the disease into the house. Probably not the sun. More than likely. Whoop de fucking do! Like, does that honestly matter? They're all gonna die anyway. Yeah. They're all gonna die anyway. You know, and then they, they don't have... all die. Well, they do. At the end, they're both sitting there infected. How do we know they're infected? Because you can tell they're like all no, they're not mangled. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They're yeah, just they sitting are. there looking at each other, trying to figure out what the hell that they just did. They are no, not mangled. No, they're no, they're de- no, 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 no. Guess they are. They're definitely infected. I didn't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, there was some shit with the eyes, and their skin was starting to turn all bloody. I didn't see that. Yeah. 
I need to rewatch it. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, they they were definitely sick at the end. I'm almost. Oh, Are you me, sure? Let me hop at Google right now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, are the parents at the end of It Comes at Night? I'd be surprised if that was answered. With everything that this movie does. It does not answer any questions. That's, that's the other thing. It just poses very stupid ones. I disagree. Um, okay, here we go. This is the director now. Uh, on the ambiguous ending. Uh, hold on. This is terrible podcast. Unless I missed a detail. I don't remember them being sick at all. Uh, I remember the kid was. Uh... It's clear the uh I've never talked about the ending well now okay. Uh look it up on uh, uh Wikipedia. I'm on the I'm, okay. Wikipedia will tell you exactly what happens at the end. All right. If you just look at the final paragraph. All right. It comes in Sorry people. <laughs> we'll cut this out. No we won't. No we won't. We oh, this is a lot of long silence and whatnot. we don't edit. Uh uh, okay, later, tra- uh, this is the final paragraph. Travis awakens in bed visibly sick. His mother comforts him as he dies. Sometime later, Paul and Sarah, the parents, now are both severely infected, okay. sit at the dinner table in silence. All right. They share a shattered, devastated look at- as the film cuts to black and it. All right, cool. So who fucking cares? Everybody's going to die anyway. That's that's the problem. It's just a movie about a virus. That's all this is. Barely, though. It barely... It's just it a movie about a virus. It doesn't feel like a movie about a virus, though. It just feels like a movie about more severe human problems than that. Like, I, I remember forgetting about the virus most of the time. No. See, that's the problem. The virus is always the enemy. I know that. That's... But th- that's... It never... I, I was never more scared of the people than I was the virus. Okay. Like I was, I was scared that they were going to get infected by the virus, but that was always the bigger enemy. Wow, this is in stark contrast with me. Okay, well, this right. is not the way I felt. So at, all. at the end of the movie, <laughs> I just said, "Okay, the virus won. The virus took over everyone and killed them." Yes. Okay, so who the you, fuck I, cares what? how we got there? That's I care, my point. See, it depends on how you watch movies, though. I watch films for a lot of different reasons, though, and it's not necessarily for for reassurance that things are going to be okay. Like I. Every once in a while, I just like watching a movie. That's that, not my problem. I like watching a movie that sometimes that makes me help, wants me to learn from characters' mistakes. No, I get that. That's yes, fine. But again, what mistakes did they make? I'm not. I'm not upset that it's a depressing ending. That it's a bleak ending. I'm cool with that. And I'm fine if you want to tell a story about a virus that kills people one by one. That's cool, too, about the inevitability of that. But they never ended up fighting the virus. They only fought each other. But they fought each other on grounds that are not all that interesting. It's like, who the hell cares who brought the virus in? Of course you're going to be skeptical of people in this world. Like, obviously, you know? And then there's all this shit about the brother. (laughs) He makes up the fact that he has a brother. And I looked for explanations of that somewhere online. I couldn't find any reasonable explanation. You gotta stop and just sit with it, man. No, I thought about it. I can't think of any plausible reason why the guy would lie about having a brother. Or why he would lie about not having a brother. Other than, okay, maybe the brother is the guy they shot at the beginning of the movie? Perhaps? Perhaps, I don't know. Maybe? But then who the fuck cares about that? That's, again... These are all boring-ass questions. I'm sorry, they're boring questions. I don't think they are at all. Again, I didn't. I, the feelings that I got walking away from that was like, "Whoa, that's what we're capable of, and that's really where we're willing to go." That's fucked up. I don't like that at all. It's just, it, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 
I go for a movie sometimes to for for to talk about things that I want to talk about, and that's certainly what this movie did. For I would me. love to. I would love to do that. But the uh, I disagree. I don't know. I'm what not interested with any of these questions. Why not? Because they don't matter. Are you sure they, they don't matter? They don't matter, Adam. They matter in, this, on, in the but, context of this. But they movie, matter they on, don't a, matter. on a purely human level, though. I like that. That's fine by me, and it certainly made me feel bad. That's all I care about. At the end of the day, none of those questions mattered. These people weren't pushed to a place where you know they had you're, to. But make you're a also choice. not even supposed to be questioning it that much. Like I keep saying, you're just supposed to look out for these people anyway. Because I, I, I was on the side, like, why Why is everyone just being an asshole to each other? Like, I get that you have to take precautions, but it's it's gone way past that, in my opinion. The movie rests on a decision. Do we or do we not let these people go? Mm-hmm. And and in the context of this movie, in the context of this story... I say let him go. The answer <laughs> didn't matter. What he chose to do didn't matter. Are you sure? I'm positive. Why? It didn't matter. Why? Because they were all going to die within the next three days anyway. That's why. Is it that... didn't matter how they died, Adam. You, did you take away nothing from the fact that they're going to die? What? Like, like, t- like, again, just taking away absolutely nothing based on the idea that they're going to die. Is that, is that an issue for you? I don't that, that care. All, that all the characters are going to die at the end of the film? Well, it's an issue when you're when your characters ask the question, are they or are they not going to kill these people? Okay. I mean, that's the question they ask. And the answer is it doesn't matter whether or not you kill these people. They're going to die anyway. Okay. All right. Even that could be taken in another way. It's very bleak, but it depends on your just general uh, worldview, I guess. I'm trying to think of another example. Where they are going to die and you just kind of know it, like in funny games? Well, that's different. That's just a bleak. But again, that that's that's different. That, that movie's telling a different story. Yeah. It's not what this is. I mean, again, those questions matter in funny games. doesn't matter here. Mm, I almost think they matter that, less in funny games, though. Because funny, almost funny games' the point is that it's just totally nihilistic. The actions of the characters don't affect the outcome. That's all. The actions of the characters don't affect the outcome of you the movie. You don't think there was a way to avoid it? Again, that's part, no, part. no. There's no plausible way to avoid it, and I know I I don't like nitpicking plots. I'm not a plot guy. I've never been a plot guy. Never been a plot guy, and I'm no. not. I I hate those people that sit there and do it. But I couldn't help but do that for this movie. I just felt like at every turn, there, I I I kept I kept falling out of it. I kept falling out of it because I, kept, I thought to myself, this plot it it's not. It doesn't mean anything. Because, I mean, it, again, there's another thing we're in, like, stark opposition here. Because I kept thinking, like, guys, there's more you could do to make it better for yourselves and maybe not die or maybe not get every every single person killed. There were ways to avoid that shit. Come on. Mm. Do you really believe that they were just fucked from the beginning? Because there are multiple moments where I was like, you know what, they're going to be okay. Many times in the film, but no actions they, would... they did, no actions they took made them not okay. Well, I would disagree with that with the kid, with the the main son rather, because he kind of fucked everything up. What did he do? Well, he's the I guess he's the one who got too curious. So his curiosity is what killed him, like a cat. Okay, <laughs> possibly. This has been movie hopping, Adam. Thank you. Uh, fuck you, Nico. <laughs> Oh, I left the piano on. I just realized. It's all right. We'll be back soon to talk about things, right? What are we ta- What are we talking about? What's coming up? Oh God, we're entering the dog days of August. 
Uh, okay. Um, it's not gonna get pretty from here on out. The Meg. <laughs> I kind of want. No, see. I kind of want to see that stupid shark movie. I'm I'm not doing a podcast about the Meg. That's not <laughs> happening. It's actually the name of the ship, by the way. Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. The name of the ship and the Meg is the Meg. Yes, and they're fighting a megalodon. Yes. I I only know that because of Abby. Thank you, Abby. They're doing a live action Little Mermaid. <sighs> Are you interested in that? Are you interested in the Mark Wahlberg starring Mild 22? Uh, I mean, it's Peter Berg, so sure. Oh, it's P-Berg? Yep. Peter Berg. No shit. I love me some P-Berg. Have you seen Patriot's Day? No. See Patriot's Day? Okay. And Deepwater Horizon? Okay. Awesome thrillers? I like I like Lone Survivor. kind of like it. I love Lone Survivor. Yeah, I kind of like I it. I love Lone Survivor. I, I love all three of those films, actually. Yeah. But uh, Patriot's Day is the best by Fr- far. Friday Night Lights? You ever seen it? No. Good stuff. Bill, yeah, I know. I know a lot about it. I just haven't actually seen it. Happy Time Murders? Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to see that. I really don't. Ooh, this one might be good. Papillon remake. Papillon. 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 I say Papillon. 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 Maybe. Sammy Rallick, Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Not great reviews. Sammy Remy Malik. Did you say Sammy? Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr.? Remy Malik. The Nun, that's scaring people, right? No, it's not. People aren't happy about that movie. What do you mean? There were some like trailers on YouTube that were playing before videos that had like a massive jump scare, and so YouTube ended up taking down the video. Really? Yeah. That's fucking stupid. It's a horror movie. You know what's next, Adam Hall? Yeah, it's The Predator. <gasps> September 14th. <gasps> that might be the next time we do this. Uh, that movie... <sighs> I'm so scared because it could be really good or awful. Wow. There's a lot coming out September 14th. Shit. We have The Predator. We have Mandy. The oh, Nick God. Cage movie. That's a wisest thing. Though. Yes. Yeah, that's different. White Boy Rick. I don't want to see that. Oh, stop. I don't want to see that. It looks awful. Lighten up. It looks fucking terrible. This could get fun. I'll see The Predator. The Predator is the only one I'm excited for, of course, but you know. All right. Yeah, that might be the next time we do this then. So The Predator. Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in a month then, everybody. I guess so. I apologize to the great Spike Lee. I don't. Get better, though, bro. <laughs> Get better, bro. Get better. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Laying up, Spike Lee. <laughs> uh, you're at some Adam Hall. I'm at Funny Nico Tweets. Subscribe to all of our shit, too many thoughts media.com or tmt.media for short. Adam, until next time. Happy movie hopping. <laughs>